Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Big Z here. This week on the pod, we have a draft guru come in. He's a big Lions fan. His name is Adam. And we're going to introduce a new segment called Adam's Corner. I think you'll like it. Um, he's very knowledgeable on a lot of guys, especially those hard to find guys in the later rounds. He's very knowledgeable on that. So we'll give you some insight on the D linemen and linebackers this week. I'll try to have him going on going uh, forward. And then we just talk about a few other subjects, uh, Billy Sims, uh, the new turf, and a few other things. You know, just a podcast, the draft is getting here, folks. Are you ready? I know we are. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast, where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rug Dog, Bob, Connor, and I'm your host, Big Z, to talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, it's April 9th, 9.35 p.m. Um, we are 16 days away from the NFL draft. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. <laughs> um, it's creeping up. Yeah, not, not close enough, exactly. Um, we have on the podcast today, um, Adam. Adam, welcome to, welcome to Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Adam. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Yo, Adam. Yeah, but we have the whole crew here. We have Rudd Dog, we have Bob, and we have UJ, and of course me, Big Z. And we're going to ask you some questions about the draft. You're our draft expert, and we're going to have you on maybe the next couple weeks just to, uh, because I know you're really holding in on this stuff. Uh, And we're going to call it Adam's Corner, all right? We're going to call this Adam's Corner. Um, So, ladies and gentlemen, our first edition of Adam's Corner and Adam, I want to go off last week's podcast a little bit here. I want to get your feelings on Ed Oliver because that's my favorite uh, D-line prospect coming into this draft. Okay, so going into this draft, I think he's one of two of the players that if we can walk away with them in the first round, I'll be happy. He adds a lot that Yes, we have a very solid defensive line already. We've got Max. We've got Ashawn, But we don't know if Ashawn's going to leave in the coming future. It could be like Nick Fairley and Sue again with passing on Donald. Oliver is just transcendent in what he does. He can play anywhere on the field. Uh, I was reading actually somewhere recently, he tested well enough that he would be an elite cornerback with his measurables. That, that's just ridiculous for a defensive lineman. We actually need a cornerback. Yeah. <laughs> we'll draft so, him and use him as a corner. Yeah. So my takeaway from that is that Adam's a Lions fan, which I was not aware of. So 
That's awesome. I just thought he was just a draft expert. Cool, 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 cool. But uh, that's pretty crazy that he measures out that way. Well, and just to correct, Rudd Dog, he's a draft expert that's drinking the blue Kool-Aid. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, okay, fair enough. Um, Adam, is, what D-lineman excites you the most that's within range of the Lions' eighth overall draft pick? Oliver is probably one of those main ones, like we talked about. But the guy that really gets me going, and I've talked to you, Zach, a little bit about this before, uh, I am a huge fan of Brian Burns. The way that he's able to string together moves, he has just internalized the game so well. If you watch his game, he's mastered counters. He's mastered first moves, second moves. He just knows how to do everything that you want him to do. There's a little bit of concern about how much power he brings to his game, but with his intelligence, he doesn't really need it all that often. He's just moving around the linemen and setting them up so that he doesn't have to be in power situations. Adam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, yesterday, we were, or last week, we were talking about Montez Sweat, and I think there's sort of a general agreement that we're not really sure about him but why do you think Burns is so high every, every expert I see I mean most of them don't have him nearly that high most of them have him down like 15 20 I know there's a few that have him up that high but why do you why do you see him as that good for me it's all about his intelligence and his approach to the game you have to remember he's only 20 years old right now 21 right around the draft and even at that young age, FSU made him a captain. He's improved every single year. Uh, last year, he was a down defensive end. The year before, he was an outside linebacker. He's shown he can excel in multiple different situations, even on bad teams. And he's created it so that he just sets up his moves so well he doesn't have to worry about the things that are deficiencies in this game. So I've, I've been re- looking into him quite a bit too. And I agree about his natural, his ability as a pass rusher. Like he is very dynamic. He has great bend. He has great moves. He puts all the combos together, like you say. And, but then the problem is obviously he's a bit one dimensional because he does, he kind of lacks the upper body strength which he didn't get really – I don't think he even proved it at the Combine whether or not he's resolved that issue. Uh, do you think he will be able to fix that in the NFL or do you just see him as a one-trick pass rush pony, like a third-down specialist? I actually see him as a lot more than that, even just from his FSU days. If you look at uh, kind of how he goes about his pass rush, he's all about setting up his pass move for the future. So he's not really uh, just kind of focusing in on this is all I can do in terms of attack, but he's got a wide variety of different ways of attacking. Oh, oh, let me clarify. I'm not talking about one trick. I didn't mean one trick is in in his pass rush. I meant, was he going to be a purely pass rush specialist because he's had a hard time. He has a hard time holding up at the point of attack. Uh, and and also also to add to like the Lions defense they they if you you know based on the Patricia defenses of the past and the Patriots they don't tend to have that one 
guy whose his only role is to rush the passer. They every guy in the box tends to be a run defender at at some point. I can agree with that. Um, that definitely is a concern in his game. Uh, he's a better uh, run blocker than people think that he is, just because of his natural length and putting tackles where he wants them to be. So, Adam, I, I, I want to – we're gonna we're switching between D-linemen and linebackers a little bit here. And I, I just want to get to this guy because he's been a point of contention, at least for me, a little bit more than with Rudd Dog and UJ and Bob. This is the obvious pick. Yes. You're going gonna, you're gonna <laughs> to say here. Um, Devin White, I want to get your opinion on him because I think you and I might be on the same uh, page. He's Jared Davis. He's not even my top. He's not even my top linebacker. Even who's your, um, who's your top linebacker? Devin Bush. Why? Yes, I agree. Why? He he does literally everything that Devin White does, but better. Hmm. I don't think he doesn't he's run as fast. He's not as good in pass coverage and man coverage, is he? That's not what I've under- he, understood. He's pretty much as good. It, Anything that you're looking at with White, you're looking at the same thing with Bush, except Bush has better instincts. He's got a little more height and size as well. Devin White, that is. White's yeah. got an inch on him. It's not that much. I thought it was like two inches. Isn't he like six one versus 5'11"? He's 5'11", yeah. Um, yeah, White, White is only six foot. Oh, I thought he was 6'1". Oh, but he's all, I mean. 6'1 with spikes on I think uh, you might be right as far as uh, Bush being at where he's at in his college career development. Like, he's he's got the mental game down more, that's for sure. But uh, I would say that Devin White has more upside because he's only been playing the position for two years and was the best linebacker in college football last year. I would say he does have more upside, but at the same time, he's so incredibly raw, and we've kind of seen what that looks like with Jared like, Davis. It's just basically Davis had a pretty firing a rocket. Yeah. And Jared Davis. Jared Davis looked good this year. Buckus award either. Yeah. I'm I'm more in agreement. I want I don't I I've said this before as well. I, I see a lot of uh Jared Davis and Devin White as well. And I I, I just see I I don't think he compliments the defense as much in its current state. With having uh, Devin White out there, he wouldn't be my first pick if it came down to it. I'm looking more for an edge rusher of the Lions than uh, one of the top yeah. two linebackers in this draft. Hey, we'll, we'll stay on the subject of linebacker just for a moment, though. Is there a guy out there, not necessarily the first pick, but a, a thumper? Like some people think we need a real thumper back there, a guy you can really play the run, fill the hole, you know, to compliment Jared Davis as opposed to another clone of Jared Davis. Is there a guy like that in the draft that to even look at? There's a guy that I've actually just started looking into. Out of BYU, Sion uh, Takitaki. Wait, say, say that name again. Say it nice and slow. <laughs> Teriyaki? <laughs> Takitaki. So Sion Takitaki, Adam. Uh, a 6'2", 230-pound linebacker out of BYU. Yep. Had 120 tackles last year. Um, 75 solo. Uh, he was able to get three passes defense, uh, one forced fumble, 
Uh, he was pretty much that linchpin of their defense. And what round? What round is he projected to go in? About what is his draft uh, grade? At the moment, from what I'm seeing, day three, so round five, six. But <laughs> if a team really likes him, he might go higher. Yeah, I mean, we we just don't want to be burned by another BYU linebacker again. <laughs> no. <laughs> that yeah. said, he turned he turned out to be a great player, just not for us. True. Oh, yeah. yeah. They knew how to use him. The Patriots did. Yeah. In fact, that year, uh, uh, Rudd Dog and I agreed we both wanted that guy really bad. So man, bad. In the second round. And we got him. We were so pumped. I wanted yeah. it too. It was a great pick, and then they had no idea how to use him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very now, disappointing. And, and now the Patriots know how to use him. And look at he's been in multiple Super Bowls now. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, Adam, is there any D tackles that are look that we are looking at, or do you think we're pretty much set at that position? And... It never hurts to get more depth. Um, there are, there's at least one guy that I really like, which is Kalen Saunders. Um, Saunders is more of a depth guy for me at the moment since he hasn't really mastered his craft. Where's but, he out of? Uh, Saunders is out of Western Illinois. Ooh, local boy mm. from Western yeah. of Chicago here. Why do you like him? What, does he just have a lot of size? Uh, it's not his size and anything like that. It's just that when he is on, he is incredibly dominant. Uh, I watched a bit of his tape from the Senior Bowl, and he was destroying he does have some stamina issues, so he's best as a rotational player right now. But for a small school guy, he's very, very capable. Could Sounds he be like the a... new snacks? Another late round draft at that level yet? But well, I mean, yeah, but snacks wasn't snacks until you know he he came in late, like a fifth round draft pick, and became a all pro. Or I don't know if he got That's all pro. True. Yep, that that's definitely true. It sounds like he could be a poor man's uh, Sean Rogers. <laughs> that might be a little bit of a stretch. About I said poor man. Shorter. I said poor man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a destitute, like at a moment like, of nostalgia, well, right there. I only bring Sean Rogers. I only bring that up because he mentioned the uh, you know the on and off nature of playing at a high level, and that was Sean Rogers to a T. Except for when he played at a high level, he dominated the game like. No yeah, one he was as good as anybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, Adam, uh, I have one more question for you. I want to kind of wrap up this segment. And as part of your Adam's Corner, the last part of your segment is going to be called Adam's Apple. And that is going to be, you know, you know, when you go to a, an apple farm, you pick a special apple out of the tree. So I want you to pick your – who's that <laughs> special guy that you're picking that nobody else is talking about in this draft that you would really like to see in the Lions? Oh, that's what, what, uh, like a late round D lineman draft pick. 
or that's what I want—a late round beeline draft pick. Out of here. Who's who's the apple that, of your that's eye? That's Zach's apple. Yeah, you're really <laughs> narrowing it down there, Big Z. Well, give him a chance to think about it. More a like second. a sixth round <laughs> kind of. Who do you want at the exact pick in the sixth round? Who went to Western <laughs> Illinois named Caleb Sanders? Come on, uh, give him a chance to think. Saunders is definitely one of them. Uh, my other guy would be uh, Max Crosby. Mm. Tell mm. us about him. Uh, very, very raw, um, but has all the athletic uh, ability in the world. Does everything that you want an edge player to do in terms of athletics, but doesn't quite mentally get it yet. Uh, he's a guy that I could see as a great developmental player. Where do you go to school? All right. What was that? Where'd he go to school? Uh, Eastern Michigan, so local for the Lions. I got to give you credit for scouting out these small school guys. That's, that's oh, yeah. And the Lions, the Lions usually t- seem to go with at least one of those guys, whether it's uh, an undrafted free agent, a late-round draft pick, like, in a, like a Pat O'Connor or something like yeah. that, a local Michigan that guy. Didn't even do the dra- that guy didn't even do yeah, the combine, did he? No, I don't think so. Uh, and what was his name again? One more time, Adam. Max Crosby. Max Crosby. All right. That's Adam's right. apple of the week. <laughs> Adam, thank you very much for coming on. Um, Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And go Lions, Adam. Keep working that corner. <laughs> I will. Picking those apples. Watch out for them worms. <laughs> All right, thank you, Adam. All right. Well, that was our inaugural Adam's Corner. And now we're going to move on to some more of the news from the week. And, I mean, breaking news, guys. In the last couple hours, the Lions made arguably their biggest signing of the offseason. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Anybody know it's coming already, but that's fine. His name is Tom Savage, backup quarterback. Damn. Yeah. Holy smokes! Savage, big big signing. What a great name! Savage. Uh, Tom Savage. He's a six-year pro who uh, he spent last season as the backup in New Orleans, San Francisco, and Cincinnati. So he, he's wow. beloved by so many teams that they all yeah. they all just had to have him. At, so he was a fourth him. rounder from Pittsburgh, I believe. Yes, that that is that is correct. Uh, he's joining Connor Cook in the fight to back up Matt Stafford. So th- it's interesting. And do you think the Lions are even going to draft a quarterback? I thought I, going into this offseason that we would. I, I, I wouldn't put the it. belt of, of, of uh, scalps around his waist during games. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's savage. really. He's a savage, man. <laughs> but uh, I still think the Lions are going to. I still think they might draft a quarterback down somewhere this yeah, year. Yeah, maybe. With nine picks, I think somewhere in there they're going to find a guy to develop. So I just have a big competition. I mean, why not? I mean, if value matches up, I'm sure they'll do it. I don't, I don't think they're going to go out of their way by any means for it. And, you know, yeah, it, I, and I, I agree with that. I hate to bring up the subject, but, uh, and, and, you know, God bless uh, Kelly Stafford. I hope she, you know, comes through this thing with flying colors and all that. But, uh, you know, be a little worried about Matt this year if uh, there were complications or anything like that, you know, as far as. I mean, it's a, it's a horrible thing to talk about. I probably shouldn't even have brought it up, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, we, we do we do need a we have really have soul. we really have no one behind Matt. So what do you mean we have Tom Savage? What? Yeah, but I mean, come on, <laughs> seriously. If you're curious on his career yeah. stats, he's 181 of 315 passing. That's 57 percent for you math whizzes out there. Uh, 2,000 yards exactly. He's thrown for five touchdowns, seven picks, a passer rating of 72.5. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he's a backup. He does. If you're a backup on the Lions, you don't play because right. Stafford doesn't exactly. miss a game. Exactly, so. exactly. So, that's wait, fine. that's not the guy they had run on the Saints, is it? The guy they rotate in? No, 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 oh. no. Oh, that would have been more exciting. <laughs> no, um, other than his his scalps, that's not very exciting. No, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. That probably can't be worse than uh, some of these weak-armed guys we've been drafting. Um, you're thinking of Taysom Hill, by the way, in the Saints. The guy that the Saints bring in as the backup quarterback that just runs around. Nah. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be fun having a guy like that. It would. Yeah, it would. It would. Fun. <laughs> um, That's why Zach wants us to draft uh, Kyler Murray in the first round. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> It's not going to happen. I realize that, but man, I just I, I think it's going to be a good. NFL he hasn't player. come to terms with it yet. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, I guess there's not much more to touch on the quarterback subject. Yeah, we beat we beat yeah. to death, especially the Matt Stafford uh, haters out there. They they don't listen to this podcast. I don't think because if they listen to this podcast, they're drinking the blue Kool Aid and they're hundred percent Matt Stafford believers. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so there was another guy Matt. that uh, came up this week in the Lions news. I wanted to talk about, especially with the um, the elder statesman on this podcast, if you will, uh, <laughs> a man named Billy Billy Sims, Lions Hall of Famer. If he'd have not He's been an, injured, he would have been one of the greatest running backs that ever played in the NFL. Absolutely, he oh, was yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, he is announcing the Lions' second-round draft pick. So I just wanted to get a couple of your guys' memories of Billy Sims a little bit because I ne- I never got to watch him play. Well, he was he was a gung ho guy. He was always cheering on the sidelines, you know, getting the crowd into the games and stuff like that. A real a real leader out there. But the one play I remember, if I remember it well, he he hurtled over these guys, stepped on the guy's shoulder, and then. His second step went into the chest of this other guy, knocking him down. It was the most unbelievable run you ever saw for like six or seven yards. It was, it was incredible. He oh, uh, yes. really ran over two people with his feet. I mean, not through him. You know, like it, it's hard to describe the play, but I know you can find it online if you look for it. It's it's it's, it's one of the best plays I ever saw. Yeah, Billy Sims. Uh... No, number 20, you know, the great number 20. Um, he was uh, what people who don't like Stafford would love in him. Like, cause uh, he was the guy who was so fired up. I just remember him one game. I forgot what had, went wrong in the end, but he was pissed. And he just went and smashed all the Gatorade cups down. Yeah. Just like storming <laughs> around the sideline. I mean, he was the guy who was fired up and he backed it up on the field. And he was, he was he a did. great player. I, I agree. It would have been, you know, one of the all time great. Wait, did you, for the Lions. Bob, did you just say that the people who don't like Stafford would like him? No. I, I just yeah, because people think that 
Stafford's too laid back, and he doesn't. Oh, doesn't, okay. uh, Isn't fired right. up enough. The only Billy time I would even come close to agreeing with that was this, sometimes this year. But I, Stafford's been plenty fired up. But yeah, I, no, I, I, I agree. But I, I've, just, I've just I'm heard with, a lot of I people know. say that about him. But I don't. I don't agree with that. But uh, I'm with you on that. I don't agree either. But you know, people want more uh, visuals. So you know, to see it on the sidelines, like right. They should like put like a heavy bag up there that you can like come off and just start like just punching it and like yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it is it are you not entertained? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Billy Sims, nineteen eighty he was drafted and he played from nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty four. Um a, what, wow. I, was his injury in nineteen eighty one? Is that or was it nineteen eighty two? It looks like nineteen eighty two based on his stats here. I want to say two because uh, he only had really, I think, two really solid years, and he tried to recover from it. I don't think he ever really recovered from the injury. So that in, old turf, that old silver dome yeah. turf, came in. It was bad. Yeah, oh, that stuff was nasty. nasty. In nineteen eighty, he ran. This is his rookie year. He ran for thirteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns. Wow, uh, that's four point two yards. That's eighty one yards a game. Then in nineteen eighty one. 1,437 yards on and 13 touchdowns. He averaged yeah. five yards a carry, 102 a game. That's like – you don't realize that's better than all our backs combined over like the last two seasons? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pathetic. Yeah. Then, uh, he was a great one. Yeah, 1982, um, he played in eight games. And then uh, I, I believe that's when he got hurt. 1983 had a little bit of a comeback. Ran for 1,040 yards and seven touchdowns, 4.7 a carry. And then uh, 1984, he only played eight games and then retired after that shortly. Hey, and Z, if you're going, if you're leaving the Lions game and you take Woodward Avenue, there's uh, Billy Sims Barbecue on, uh, in Birmingham. Ooh. It's really good. Connor and I went there. Rec- pretty good. You recommend it? <laughs> I do. I do. All right. All right. What, what do you recommend on the menu? <laughs> I don't know. I had the pulled pork. The pulled pork was really good. And there's a variety of sauces. They were all good stuff. All good stuff. Oh, I like it. Uh, I'm hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a really bad joke, but I let it go. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, Billy Sims. So what? Why do you bring him up, Z? Well, I brought him up as I mentioned because he's um, he's announcing the second uh, round draft pick, and it was announced this week. I heard there's uh, another guy uh, oh. doing one of the picks too, who was an old favorite. Of ours. Oh, uh, share. Share with the listeners. Corey Schlesinger. Oh, yeah. Oh. This is what I read. This, this sledge, man. He, Corey. He, one of the greatest Lions that ever played, man. The breaking oh. face masks. They used to count how many face masks he broke every season. <laughs> My favorite Lion. That dude was a beast. Yeah, that was what you wanted to be in high school, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I'll never forget yeah. it because like, that was like my dream. And then I, I show up to practice the first day and I'm like in the the linebacker slash like running back group and coach goes, What's your name? I'm like, you know, Ruddy. He's like, Okay, go see Coach Kano, the O line coach. I'm like, God no. I never got a chance. <laughs> never got a chance. They knew what they wanted. They knew what it was. <laughs> Dude, that guy oh, was yeah, well. role model, man. He just played We so could have we could have used you too. He just got yeah. a different career track. But, oh well. Well, well it should be Nick fun Malone, anyway, seeing those guys out there. Is Nick Valore the next Corey Schlesinger? <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. No. Uh, no, I, not even. No. I, like, <laughs> I, I haven't seen anyone like that in the NFL. I feel like NFL linebackers today were like, 
shat themselves if they went up against Corey Schlesinger because they haven't been hit like that. Because there's there's just no fullbacks like that in the NFL. Like they get some, they're good players that you know lead block and stuff, but they're mostly like meteor big guys that kind of go through the hole and do some good like head to head stuff and maybe seal off. But he blasted dudes. He just smashed them. Like I guarantee a, you, Brian Urlacher remembers Corey Schlesinger. <laughs> I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Um, if you're wondering, it's Corey Schlesinger played at 6 1, 250. So, yep. it's a beast monster. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if Urlacher ever gets CTE, it's probably going to be because of Corey Schlesinger. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, it just got announced also tonight as well that the Lions are opening up on CBS against the Patriots um, for the first preseason game. So, the Patriots-Lions connection just continues to... You mean our sister team? Our sister program? (laughs) Pretty much (laughs) Um, That game will be on August 23rd on CBS at 8 p.m. So, mark your calendar right now. The preseason. All right. Everybody's favorite. It's coming. Uh, no, that's not my favorite, but <laughs> <laughs> the preseason. How could I you? Wish... <laughs> oh, Come on. Don't you remember when we were preseason champs? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never forget it. We'll never forget it. I still am disappointed we don't have a banner for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't raise one. Me too. We, we yeah. did have our we did have our playoff appearance banners up for a long time. <laughs> I know. I was at that game where they unveiled the playoffs banner, and, like, had a, and everyone's like, "What the hell?" You know, like, in the in the stadium, we're like, "Why?" <laughs> it was really it was really embarrassing. To in watch case you didn't take us serious fan. before, <laughs> yeah. it oh. just said playoffs. <laughs> they have said, I think they took they took it down some like like an players. abstract like idea like playoffs. They, they, yeah. We've been there. <laughs> <laughs> they have definitely yeah they have definitely uh, rebranded since then. And uh, when the Lions rebranded, they took all those banners down and Thank left God. just their nineteen. Oh. They just left I think their nineteen fifties um, NFL championship. Well, that's up. okay. Well, those yeah. are championships. Yeah, those are good. Oh, yeah. Just to remind us that before all of us were alive, the Lions did win something at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, uh, that's all right. This is the year. This is our year. Yeah. The 2019-2020 season yeah. is our year. Yeah. So, that I mean, I so. they're stitching the banner together now, and they're not going to reveal it until 2020. Jared Davis and Devin White are going to lead this defense in the oh, future, God, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so baby. Billy Sims, Billy Sims is going to announce Chase Winovich. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> oh. I don't mind that pick in the second round, though. He could actually be that guy on the inside, I think, maybe. Though he's, I know he's played more like an edge type, but he's a big yeah. dude. I think he'd be fun to watch in a Lions uniform, but I would not be mad about him. See where he falls. I do too. I actually, I do too. Um, some other just small Lions news. Uh, Noah Font visited the Lions uh, this week. Not that that means much uh, because everybody visits everybody, but you know, just worth mentioning. And that's yeah. the, that's a tight end out of Iowa, the more athletic receiver t- type tight end. We know. Yeah. 
I, I, hey, I'm just telling them that if, the, if somebody's listening and, you know, they're like, no, fine. Uh, who's that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's, yeah. And now what you I'm, know. When I'm doing word processing, I use the Noah font. My favorite. Oh, oh God. Was that the, was that the <laughs> bad joke you were saving for us? We are all now done. <laughs> That's what he, he wasn't sure Wait, we should use. That was my good joke. <laughs> now, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, forget oh. it. You are awarded no points. Forget it. They are all dumber from having heard that. We got a mercy on yourself. Uh, only the stuff you get in the off season sometimes. And in, in going off that, uh, the biggest news of the week, maybe for the Lions, just as a team in general, you know, that affects the whole team is that the they are going to install new turf at Ford Field. So I know yeah. everybody's been clamoring yeah. for that for years since they put in it the first time. I was clamoring. I was clamoring all up in this. Yeah. Hey, no, I, I actually, though, honestly, as a player, I think it'd be nice. It's kind of fresh and new, and I, it'll feel good. I mean, because this, this team is going to be – it's going to have this good turf to match this good team. I mean, we're not even a good team. It's going to be a great team. I hey, know, just think of how fast look out, man. Devin yeah. White will be on that turf. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Hey, uh, Big Z, I wonder <laughs> if they're going to follow the Patriots way – did you see the Patriots installed new turf a couple years ago, and then after a year they tore it up because it was too soft? I did. So I maybe we'll have it. We'll have it for one year, and then tear it up <laughs> just to just to follow the model. Yeah. That's that's wild. That it's, it's too soft. Very interesting. That that that's can happen. Be... I always worry about injuries on those new turfs. It seems like a lot of injuries happen when turf is first installed on these fields. At least that, that's what happened at my. Uh, at college, the, the between my sophomore and junior year, we put on turf, and there was a lot more torn ACLs than the year before. So yeah. I, I don't know the science behind that. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, it's because a young turf monster tends to be very active. You know, you gotta wait till they get a little older, so you can feel safe. You know, performing in their territory. What? What? I, Someone's been drinking the blue Kool-Aid. Someone's been drinking. Someone's been drinking. I, I had a coach in high school, and I doubt he's listening. So that's that's fine. That uh, I can share this story. It's it's kind of making fun of him a little bit. He wasn't a good coach. Uh, wow. This is this is my this is my coach before my senior year of high school. Uh, we, we would have if somebody was running in the open field and they would trip, he would sprint to the spot. He wouldn't say anything. Everybody would see the coach sprinting to the spot, and we we're like, "What is going on?" It's dead silent, and he would point to the spot. He would directly point. He would get down on his knees and point to the blade of grass, and he would and he would say, <laughs> he would yell at the grass, saying, "What are you doing, tripping, tripping my guy up?" It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> he, I, he was looking That's for the so turf monster back then. It was, yeah, it was an interesting experience. Yeah, I'll say. Mm. Wow. You, you know how uh, coaches form young minds and everything? I think that oh, explains Big that Z. That does explain mm. a lot about Big Z. With his yeah. formation. Yeah. That's... Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> but there is nothing like that smell of fresh turf in the morning. Ah, Am I yes, right? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally smells like, burnt, smells burnt like victory. <laughs> At least, yeah, I guess it doesn't burn as much or, you know, they have the same smell on an indoor turf, at least. 
Because <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget some of those times when the sun's on it and it's just like you're melting into it. And it just smells like you're in like a junkyard that's burning tires. But yeah. Uh, well, this is a Detroit Lions podcast. <laughs> just to remind everybody. <laughs> um, but it is the off season and I like these conversations every once in a while. You need to branch off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, but I it think that about in. Yeah, I think that's about gonna do it for us this week, uh, on the podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> We want to thank Adam for coming on. Uh, we will try I know his audio didn't necessarily come through the best necessarily. Uh, so we'll try to work on that going forward. Cause he does, he's very studied up on a lot of these players for sure. on all of these positions. Uh, so I'd like to have him yeah. on going forward and we can work on the a slight technical issue. I don't know if I was had. quite convinced by his Brian Burns thing, but it was yeah. interesting. Or yeah, an but assessment I, of, of Devin White. Yeah, I mean that's a point of contention. I'm I'm more on his side with the Devin White uh, thing. So, yeah. but do you dis- want to be on the wrong agree side to, of history? Agree to disagree. Agree to <laughs> right. disagree. Um, there is one more thing I want to mention before the end of this broadcast, and UJ brought it up uh, briefly in regards to uh, Matt Stafford's wife Kelly and the fact that she is going through a brain tumor right now and has to have surgery. Um, for listeners. Uh, my little brother had a brain tumor at one point, and this was years ago now. This is about, man, four years ago, I guess. Anyways, as a result of that, he survived, and he's doing good now. But I have a event called Bats for Brains. It's a charity wiffle ball tournament in the south suburbs of Chicago. It's called batsforbrains.org if you want to look up more information. Um, if you're if you're from Michigan or you're from Indiana, Wisconsin, any of those neighboring states of Illinois, I highly recommend you look up batsforbrains.org and try to come out. It's a charity event that supports the American Brain Tumor Association, and it's very directly related to what she's going through. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, it's a cause that's close to my family's heart, all our, all of ours here on the podcast as well. So we definitely wish her the best of luck. Absolutely. Our thoughts and prayers. Yes. Prayers are with her. So, and it, if you can't make the event, we highly recommend that you donate to the American Brain Tumor Association as well. So, thank you, everybody, yeah. for listening. This week, the draft is moments away, our, our Super Bowl for the summer. Moments. Uh, <laughs> Lots of them, but yeah, I suppose that's not enough. You know, life's about the moments, right? Like, what's a moment right. in time? What's, we, do, we don't need to go into that conversation. Uh, <laughs> But we want to thank everybody for listening. If you like what you listen to, please uh, share it. Please leave a review. And we just love you guys, and we appreciate it greatly. All right. Yes. So last but not least, as always, go 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 Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, Stand and cheer the brave, rock, 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 go hard, win the game, with honor you will keep your fame, down the field and gain, a Lions victory, go, go.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.